just a little tidbit about like getting into like Emerson College. I went there because I got like a good scholarship there. Uh, but when I moved to Boston, I had never visited the city. I had never visited the school. The first time when I went to move in was like the first time that I had ever been there. So I really just took a leap of faith and like hoped everything was okay. Kumusta kayo amin ngayon kung kapsat? My name is Chachi Ibarra, your host and creator for Reclaiming Filipino Identity. Today on episode 6, season 2, I am here with Emily Cristobal, who will be talking about her Filipino-American experience and most especially talking about what does it mean to reclaim her Filipino identity. And a little fun fact, we met through a group on Facebook called Subtle Filipino Treats, where she posted her mental health project video about the Filipino diaspora, which I really commend her on that because it's difficult topics about mental health that really needs to be addressed and continue to be talked about. And if you guys are wondering about the video, I will be linking it down with the podcast. So feel free to watch it after the podcast. So my name is Emily Lourdes Cristobal. I am a first-generation Filipino-American. So my parents are both originally from the Philippines. And I take a lot of pride in being Filipino and sharing that narrative and that side of me and always taking that around with me everywhere I go. Um, I was born and raised on Oahu, Hawaii, specifically Mililani but I mostly went to school in Waipahu and there's a large population of Filipinos there. So I went to a Catholic school in Waipahu that was majority Filipino students and my family also lived there. So I was constantly surrounded by like this Filipino culture and being surrounded by family and having those like traditions um, instilled in me. And I am currently studying journalism at Emerson College, which is based in Boston. Um, I just finished my third year in college, but I have one semester in college and I'll be spending that in Los Angeles. That's really nice to know about you, um, especially about your upbringing and how it made you to be who you are today. Yeah, absolutely. So I only feel like a lot of people like have this perception that like only children are like spoiled and they get like everything that they want but I'd like to say that for me that was completely the opposite of what I experienced um my parents always like instilled in me Actually, my mom always like remember my roots and like remember where I came from also just to remember like my family that are still in the Philippines and she would always tell me this like long before I had ever visited the Philippines so like this idea of like caring for and like helping my family like in the Philippines was always a reminder in my life even though like I had never met them before and the first time like I went to the Philippines was actually only this past winter so like December of 2019 and that was like the first time that I finally got to meet my family um, in the Philippines where my dad grew up where my, my mom grew up and I think also just being able to be surrounded by like 
extended family. Like I grew up with a lot of like aunties and uncles and cousins and being in Hawaii where there's a lot of like multi-family homes and living. Like the center of like my childhood was in my grandma's house. So like in my grandma's house, like my auntie, my uncle, their kid, and like they all lived in the same house. So it wasn't ever too hard to like be with family. You mentioned going back home in motherland recently. Um, how was that experience for you? So when I first went to the Philippines, like the only realization of like what the Philippines was like was my mom's stories that she would tell me when I was a child. It was like my favorite story to like go to bed to. Like I'd ask my mom to tell me of like all the little scars that she had, like when she that she got like when she was a kid in the Philippines. And it just sounded like very naturey. Like it was like kind of like a jungle, like a lot of farmland. And like that was always like the image that I had in my mind. And like when I actually got there, I realized that it was like a lot of like what I imagined. Like my mom would always tell me that although like her family wasn't rich in money, they were always like rich in land and rich in like happiness because they always had their family around. But when I did get to the Philippines, I actually did just communicate to people in English, which I was very sad to do. I was never taught how to speak Ilocano from my parents, especially my mom, even though she still speaks it around her family. And I can kind of understand through like context clues, like just hearing conversations and you kind of hear some key words that I like pick up on and I understand like what they're saying, but I could never like fully translate Ilocano to English if anybody asked me to and like one of the most like disheartening parts of it was that like they were apologizing to me like my family was apologizing that they didn't speak English and I was like like do not be sorry because it is like like I am like in your like home country like English like is not spoken like it is spoken in the Philippines but it's not like the native language in the area and like if anybody should be apologizing it is me for not being able to speak Ilocano so I think that I've had trouble with before I feel like I was always very proud in like being Filipino like my mom would tell me when I was younger that I should never like classify myself and tell people that I was Filipino Spanish um, just because, like, like, the Philippines was, like, colonized by Spain for 300 plus years, almost 400 years. And, like, you can see that influence in, like, how Filipinos are very Catholic, how we have kind of, like, Spanish last names sometimes, um, and even in the language. Um, but my mom told me to remember that, like, just say that I am full Filipino to be proud of that and I like one of the topics that I think about a lot is like being Filipino like depending on where you grow up in like America or like in the world and I feel like for me personally as I like identified myself like when I went to school in the mainland where there was a lower number of Filipinos that I met and like had the chance to meet um I like labeled myself as like a Filipino from Hawaii 
because one of the biggest things is that when I went to the mainland for school, when I went to specifically Boston, which is a pretty white area, uh, I would say that for the first time in my life, I had to just categorize myself myself as being Asian American. Um, like that's what people were just like used to knowing. Um, just like the broad umbrella term of being both Asian and American. Uh, but for me personally, like I, like growing up in Hawaii, I never really fully like called myself American when I was in Hawaii. Um, I feel like in Hawaii, because it is like a majority Asian area, like nobody like labels themselves like, oh, like I'm like Japanese American, I'm Korean American. Like everybody's just like, oh, I'm Japanese, like I'm Filipino, like I'm Korean, Chinese. Like they never add that like second American, like hyphen American to like their identity. So when I was in the mainland, um, I would just say that I'm Filipino and I'm from, and I'm from Hawaii uh, versus like saying like Filipino American or like Asian American. And did you ever um, experience someone um, personally attacking you in some way? I wouldn't necessarily like, it's like an attack on me, but I feel like it's just being like misrecognized or like, or misidentified or just like people assuming you're something that you're not. Um, and one thing that I noticed a lot when I was in Boston is that when people would find out that I'm Filipino, the next sentence would always be in Tagalog, which was just like very interesting to me because it's like not all, like yes, Tagalog is the main like language in the Philippines, um, but like my, like I was never raised around like people speaking Tagalog. So like it was just like, so like foreign to me <laughs> and it was like a very like assumption that like all Filipinos speak Tagalog and like to a certain degree like maybe that may be true um but just like in my experience growing up and like growing up in Hawaii there's like a lot of like Ilocano speakers and like even if you look at Hawaii ballots they actually offer like the ballots to be in Ilocano which is very awesome Moving to um, college away from Hawaii, um, going back to, um, to your family, uh, did they teach you, offer you to teach you the language? Yeah, um, my mom always tries to like, like she does use like, like Ilocano words, like when she like mentions like to go take a shower or like she, I would say that the culture mainly comes out in like the food that I eat. Um, for the language, like my mom, like I guess like the sad thing is, is that like I asked my mom to like teach me Filipino and then she was like, I'll just teach you Tagalog so that you can communicate with more people. And like, Yes, that like makes sense in like terms of like being able to speak to more people, but 
in doing that, you also are taking away the language of Ilocano and like with less and less people like being taught it, there's less people like knowing how to speak it. So I think like that's why I'm trying to like ask my mom to like teach me how to speak Ilocano and like of course like Tagalog and like sometimes it's just very confusing because sometimes my parents will teach me both Tagalog and Ilocano like they'll say a word and then they'll say it in like the two languages and then I'll get confused when they bring it up again because I don't remember like which one it's for like which language it is um so I guess like just trying to find like a better way to like learn the language like one at a time and actually being able to like retain it I feel like right now it's kind of just like a fun thing to do like you just like learn words but like when you learn words you don't really like learn how to like speak it like like verb and like all like noun and like every like sentence structure like I do not understand any of that when it comes to like Filipino language yeah I get what you mean about that um it's so common for our families especially um when we try to ask our families to teach us a, lang- a language that we grew up, they grew up with, and usually they would say, um, they would ask us first, why are you learning the language? Um, you're already here. Um, it makes sense to learn what you're already surrounded in. But sometimes our, house, our Filipino household will forget that um, learning the history of our ancestors, their language helps us understand and see the world more in a better place and even like in the eyes of a journalist um, it's so valuable to know what came before you and um, if you were if you were um, interested um, I'm working on trying to build a more Ilocano resources on Instagram and um, there's actually a dictionary that was made by some uh, former students in the Ilocano program a uh, couple of years ago, um, there's a like, online dictionary for Ilocano. Oh, that's very awesome. Yeah, I'd love to be a part of it and help out in any way. And I guess this kind of goes along with um, the project that you started, um, especially because um, being misidentified within our community is so um, important and so crucial because it's that thing that really is setting the stone in who in defining ourselves especially now now that we are in quarantine um, everyone is on social media and the first thing that people will see is like people doing um, videos um, on the stereotypes that we Filipinos are and sometimes that can lead into is that really who Filipinos are kind of a thing yeah absolutely I also like think about that like a lot like one of the questions that I asked when I was interviewing the people for my video and I do plan on making more videos during the summer um, but that was merely just for like a class assignment but now it has become like a passion project that I'm working 
So like one of the stereo, like the questions that I asked uh, my interviewees was like, what are stereotypes of being Filipino? And like one of the biggest things that um, people said was that we're nurses. <laughs> um, and yes, like I think that because of that like stereotype and like that like sometimes like expectations that like our parents like have on us, um, it may like limit like Filipinos to like the certain careers they want to pursue and like some of the passions they may put on hold in order to like make their parents proud and like being a nurse is a very noble profession and like it is not like a diss in any way to that profession especially if you're like passionate about it and it's like what you want to do um but I think like the thing to take away from that is that Filipinos are more than just nurses like Filipinos can like do anything that they want to. Like I feel like Filipinos are such like a hardworking and resilient people that anything that they put their mind to and their heart into, they can achieve it. And I think the one thing that's very inspiring about like going away from Hawaii for college and going to a college where like I'm studying journalism of all things, um, I go to a college that's mainly focused on like the arts and communications and a lot of the Filipinos that I've met like are studying for film which is like so like amazing to me just because I like see the projects that they work on and the things that they're saying and it just makes me so proud to be Filipino and to see like these young this like young generation to like put forward our narratives into like the media um like my friend like he's working on like a short film that like focuses on his lola and like his relationship with her and then i also had a friend who like did a little documentary about the philippines and like went to the philippines uh went to a few areas interviewed people and kind of just like traced back to like where her like family came from and like what that was like and like to her life now um and just like seeing content like that and just like having Filipinos like in the media is like so important just because I feel like a lot of people watch television and there's like a portrayal of like Asians like whether they be like short sitcoms like um, Fresh Off the Boat or Kim's Convenience, which are both like really funny shows, um, you never really see Filipino narratives out there, which is just crazy to me because Filipinos are the second largest Asian immigrant and like minority population um, in America. And the fact that we aren't even represented in like these TV shows where like so many other Asians have like been able to break through before Filipinos is just crazy to me <laughs> just because Filipino stories matter just as much as like any other minority um, especially in the Asian community and I feel like just thinking about it that like some Asians like Filipinos don't look like the stereotypical Asian which is like when I say that stereotypical Asian as in the East Asian, so like Japanese, Korean, Chinese. Like when someone imagines an Asian person, they don't imagine a Filipino. 
which is why I think it's so important to keep making content about Filipino stories, Filipino history, just to educate more people about who we are. Um, that is why um, I truly believe that creative content to um, to make way their platform because it's our time to really share our stories and share that we are more than what model minority kind of forced us to be like. And I recently um, had a dialogue with a friend um, about who we are as Filipinos. And the thing is, people think we are only good in the medical field, but I, we, I certainly believe that, as you mentioned, Filipinos are not based on who we are, what we do, but mainly our characteristics that makes us who we are. And that you mentioned it, we're very hardworking, we're resilient, and when we want something, we go for it. And something that my friend also mentioned is that one thing that really, a, a true stereotype of a Filipino is when you put down a Filipino, they're not afraid to get back up and use that to show who we are. Yes, absolutely, I agree. What does it mean for you to reclaim your Filipino identity? Being Filipino. I think it's so important to just know the history of the Philippines and know the history of like where you personally came from. Like acknowledging whether like you yourself immigrated from the Philippines or your family or your parents immigrated. Just knowing like how much work they put into that, how many sacrifices they made to get you to where you are now and everything in between just to know that you have like this power of like ancestors and resilience and determination like behind you as like a person um and all of those like collectively like make you who you are and just like going back to like understanding filipino history i feel like because filipinos in a way are like the invisible minority um, which I have like read a few articles on, um, people don't really realize like the Philippines has been colonized for so many years. Like, could you imagine like if any other like country or culture was colonized for 300 plus years? Like that really, like at a certain degree, like no matter like how many years it is, like it's gonna be ingrained in your culture. And the Philippines is also like one of the only Asian countries that was colonized by the United States. And like what kinds of like relationship now that like the Philippines has with the US and like what kind of impact it has on their culture, ways of life, how people like see beauty and like see success. Um, that all like influences of influences how Filipinos are today and I think reclaiming it is like understanding this history and realizing that it doesn't have to define you um like you are so much more like this is like the time where you are able to define like Filipinos for what they truly are and like regaining and reclaiming that culture for yourself and I also have been like thinking about this like concept a lot of like what it means to be indigenous and 
like what that means for Filipinos. Um, like when I went to the Philippines, um, specifically like where my mom grew up, like she lives in like the provinces. So she like lives like a five or six hour drive from Luwag uh, city. And like I asked my mom, I was like, oh, like are you and your family the first ones to live on this land? And my mom said, yeah, like when my like family moved there, um, they were the first ones on the land because she said uh, there's like an old mango tree there. And my mom said that it's like probably like a hundred years old. And she was like, think about your great grandparents. Um, I actually got to meet my great grandparents on my mom and dad's side. And one of them lived up to like a hundred years old. So my mom was like, imagine how old Uncle is and think about how many years like that she has been on the land. Well, are we like indigenous to this land? And like, I guess that's kind of where that like question came up from is like, what does being indigenous mean? And, and just like these traditions of like native Filipinos and I wish more people like talked about that because I feel like when people think of Filipinos, they think of like Miss Universe, like make it to that stage and like even win it. <laughs> and like, they also think of like Manny Pacquiao and just like these prominent Filipino. If you even watch like shows like on TFC, like a lot of the people who are actors are very like light skinned, they're fair, they're like beautiful and like the darker like Filipinos who are like mostly like farmers or just like depending on like where they live in the Philippines, like their narratives aren't often claiming your Filipino identity is also realizing that being Filipino incorporate the Filipinos who make the Philippines what they are. It's important for our voices to go out there and to share to the rest of the world our history and not only that but trying to educate people about who we are and mother tongue and going deeper than that because it is our destiny and our calling to help heal not only ourselves but help heal our ancestors because they were bounded for how many long with the burden of representation that they are counting on us to make way and make change to this nation and to have a transition to our dialogue with Emily. I wanted to share for 10 years from now of where she see herself. So I guess in 10 years, I'll be 30. I guess like the easy answer is that I hope to be employed, but I definitely like hope that wherever I work, I'll be able to like continue to tell these stories, um, focusing specifically on like Filipino stories and narratives. Um, I hope to work for like a company like Vox or Vice or Jubilee um, and just getting more of like that personal narrative. I would also love to just like create videos of exposing people to Filipino culture so whether that be like the different languages, 
that are spoken in the Philippines, the different areas of the Philippines, valley or like in the seaside. Depending on like where you grow up or like where you live, like anywhere you are, but like for specifically in the Philippines, like the place where you grow defines and like molds you into like who you are as a person. So I think like being able to like tell these stories of like Filipino immigrants, of like Filipinos in the Philippines, overseas foreign workers, like all of these like different areas to just make like either like audio, written stories, video stories, just anything that's like very easy to like consume for like a modern day viewer or reader, just to like, like a fun way to like push out this like information. Um, just because I feel like we live in like a day and age where like people's attention span like not as long. <laughs> so just being able to like create content that raises the voices of like Filipinos and other like Asian Americans or like Asians in general. But obviously like I like to like stick with what I know and like what I'm comfortable with like researching. So um mainly just like filipino whenever i'm older and i like make a lot of money <laughs> like in my dreams right um i really hope that i can open up a school in the philippines like that's always like a dream that like i've like talked about with my mom and being able to share like this gift of like education and like 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 that just like go beyond just like the medical field or like the science field like even goes into like the creative field like honestly just like supporting filipinos for like anything that they're passionate about like that's like just one of my dreams to that i hope to one day achieve <laughs> you're kind of ahead of me for some but i was gonna ask you after that if you could tell um 12 year old emily one thing what would it be <laughs> <laughs> so like looking at like where my life is now and like how like the direction that i went to or like where I am I never like imagined that I would ever be where I am today like I never thought I would be studying journalism I never thought I would ever be in Boston I had never visited the city I had never visited the school the first time when I went to move in was like the first time that I had ever been there so I really just took a leap of faith and like hoped everything was okay <laughs> and like the experiences that I have had um, being at that school just like amaze me. <laughs> and I think I'd tell my 12 year old self to not be so hard on myself. Um, I think when I was like growing up, I was very much of like a perfectionist and I like wanted everything to be perfect. Um, but the hard reality of that is that nothing's perfect and there's always going to be room for improvement. So to never let something that you think isn't perfect stop you from going for what you want to achieve. And like, I think that's what I would tell my 12 year old self and to just like go with the flow and like keep your options open and to just follow your passions so yeah <laughs> no thank you at that um for your um your family your parents did did they um ever encourage you to go into the medical field or they were, were very um have uh, more that encouraged you to pursue your passion 
So I think like my parents never per, like pushed me to like do the medical field because at a very young age I told them that I never wanted to be a doctor but it wasn't because like I didn't want to deal with like blood like or like any of that like squeamish like deals with like the human body but it was more just like for some reason at a young age I had told myself like I don't want to be a doctor because if something goes wrong I don't want to be sued like I don't know how my like child like self like thought of that like explanation but it had just like been like so like instilled in my own brain that like it freaked me out um I feel like more like for the tech field like I think my father like always wanted me to do like computer science or like finance because it was like these things that like we always had like trouble with especially with like understanding like how like loans and like taxes and like all of these things work like even when I was like applying to college I'm first generation to go to like a four-year college so like my parents didn't really know what they were doing and I was like just freaking out because I didn't know like what to do um so I think like they wanted me to be able to do things and like understand things and like have a profession that like would help me with these struggles um so like I still do get from like my parents like oh like I wish you like did finance like whenever we're like filling out the FAFSA because like I don't still don't completely understand it um but like things like that and then there's also like oh like maybe like you can be like a lawyer (laughs) like something just like a little bit more like professional and like um I guess like what most or like what are more like common professions I guess um versus like a journalist is like how many like other like people or like Filipinos in general like do you know that are journalists like probably not that many like I don't really think I know too many I think I know like one <laughs> maybe two um but besides that like not too many and it's just like I understand like why my parents like feel this way of like wanting me to like have a good profession because like all they want for me is to have like a good life like a staple job like to be able to provide for my family and like take care of my parents whenever that time comes so like I totally like understand like like where their mindset is um but having said that they've never like told me no like when I told them that I wanted to do journalism they were never like oh like are you sure like you want to do that or like maybe you should like change your mind like it was never something like that um I think they're like proud of what I do um but it is like they just want to make sure that I have like job security (laughs) after I graduate so I think that's like I'd say um like my parents like influence like of me and like what they like hope for me but I'd say that they're very like supportive and I guess that's one thing about like our Filipino parents um they they care for us and they want the best for us and sometimes um, we always have to have the reminder that they do things because they want to make sure that we don't go through the same sufferings that they did when they were growing up 
Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you on that about um, the majors because I was actually, um, I was, I was very, like my parents also was very supportive, like being, going to psychology. And even though I would say, oh, I'll just do nursing after, then my mom would always say, it's okay if you want to do things that you want to do, can go for it. But they would always ask me, um, are you sure you want, um, after college, you make sure you get a full-time job? Like the same thing as you, like it's that caring for your wellness. And I guess that's the thing about the uh, Filipino community is that in our households in general is that they want us to be well off, especially because we don't know when there will be their last words will be so making sure that we are okay yeah absolutely so with that said um i think you brush upon it with the questions but i guess to like highlight it even more um how do you see yourself now with your cultural identity yeah definitely i feel like when i was in like living in hawaii like for most of my life it was just like a thing like oh yeah like I'm Filipino <laughs> like my friends are Filipino and like especially like having grown up and gone to like that Catholic school that was majority Filipino like I never really questioned like who I was um, and then when I went to Panahal for high school I realized that there wasn't a lot of Filipinos like a lot of the Filipinos that went there were like half Filipino half Japanese and like there was only two full Filipinos so like me and this other girl that I knew and like I remember going to high school and like missing my Filipino friends that I grew up with um just because I felt like even my friends that were like half Filipino like I couldn't exactly make the same jokes and like like those like experiences of like watching TFC like at my grandparents house and like all of that um like it just wasn't the same and like I remember just like longing for like my Filipino friends and like wishing that like I could still hang out with them and like see them um and I say that because I was the only one from like the Catholic school that I went to um to attend Puna Hall for high school so I like went there not knowing anybody except for a person in the grade above me. Um, And then even more so, like when I went to college, like I don't, I, like when I went to college, like my college that I went to is like predominantly white. And it was just like even hard to like find like other Asians. Like thankfully I like lived with a few like in my dorm room, but like I really had to like seek out like the Asian organization that was at my school and then I had only met like my first Filipino friend like during the second semester of my freshman year and he was like the only Filipino that I found besides like my resident director who was like a professional like way older than I am and um like having, like being able to like go to the office every now and then and just like talking about like being Filipino uh, was really helpful in my experience of like going to like a place I had never visited before. And like all of these new experiences of like being away from like your family and everything that 
is so like normal to you. Um, so I think like because of that, I like latched on to my Filipino culture more. And I was like more curious to research more about like our history and like what it means to be Filipino. So I actually like on my, in my freshman year, I wrote like a 27-ish page paper about like what it means to be like Filipino American and like what it means to be Filipino to me. And I also looked into like Filipinos in American history and like some of like the revolutions and like activists that activism that they did like Filipinos did in like America in like California specifically um so just like learning more about the power of Filipinos in American history and like how they kind of like started this like new generation of like being in America and I think with uh, with everything that you have known and learned about the Filipino culture mm-hmm. what is one thing that you want to learn more about and with that said yeah absolutely I feel like like right now that is like one of my priorities of just like like being able to like know my culture in a way of knowing the language Um, I feel like sometimes I try to teach myself by like watching YouTube videos and like I feel like for me like personally like when I like read Filipino I just get so confused because I don't know how to say it because I don't know the accents in like the certain workplaces um, but if the opportunity ever came where like I could like learn how to speak like Ilocano or Tagalog I would definitely take it um, I feel like for like knowing what I want, like more research into like Filipinos. Um, definitely just more of like the history and like the indigenous culture. Just like wanting to know more about that side of the Philippines. I remember when Miss Philippines were like doing their campaign, they had all of the Filipina contestants like say hello in their own language which I thought was so interesting because like I mentioned, like when people think of Filipinos, they just think that you speak Tagalog, which is just not like true, like depending on like what region you're from and like where you live, there's like a specific dialect in like each area. So like having like the Miss Philippines like say like, like hello and like thank you, like in their language was just very like inspiring to that idea that like the Philippines is so like diverse. And I think like people often don't think of that. And I mean like that in like in the sense of like Americans. Like oftentimes like when I talk to like white people or just like our friends that grew up in America, when like you think of like a Chinese person, you just think like they're from China. But like if you actually break it down, like in in the United States, like like any country that you go to there's like different like areas and different cultural influences and geographical influences like someone who's from utah for example is going to be completely different from someone who like grew up in hawaii or california and i feel like americans like don't really like put that concept into (laughs) other countries and like that goes for the same thing like with the philippines like 
being able to like, yes, the Philippines is like way smaller than the United States and it is like thousands of islands, but like within those thousands of islands and like even the main islands, like there's like different like cultural aspects and different languages and dialects that everybody speaks, which I think is so awesome. So I think like I would love to just like do more research on that. And then like I mentioned, also earlier, yeah. like I'm doing the thesis about like, the influences of like a past of colonization and how that impacts the mental health of Filipino Americans. And I think within that, like those two can like tie it together. So like with like the mental health of Filipino Americans, I feel like people will not understanding that the Philippines is very diverse can like cause people to have like mental health problems because like people don't understand like who you are and like the nuances within your culture and like the place where you come from and where your family comes from and like the languages like the religion and like the way that we look and like being misidentified like all plays into like mental health and I think it's like important to realize the intersections of these ideas and how they like influence like each other and knowing that this is something that needs to be talked about in our all of these like combines is just like what I hope to like research and like to understand like my cultural identity even more. I think I would redirect you to a, a lot of great resources that I personally had in contact with um, when I was taking this class in UH Manoa. Um, we had talked about um, the burden of representation and I can forward you the slides after, but um, it totally goes with um, the importance with how people truly need to have a better understanding when it comes to who we are. And you really touch a great point on, on it because um, even being in the continental states compared to being in Hawaii, that community aspect is so different, especially because people in Hawaii, um, the Filipinos that are here, um, so different when you're in the mainland where they kind of see you as just one race um, that's just kind of compared always with Mexicans so it's that you had need to continue to educate people and and um and have that kind of empathy towards others yes absolutely I completely agree and yeah, like that's the interesting thing about like Filipinos is just because like, like we don't have like super like Asian names, I'd say. And like that like idea that like a lot of people like misidentify us as be being Mexican is like also very confusing because we do have like very Spanish influenced names. Like my last name is Cristobal, which means like Christopher in Spanish. Um, and just like, yeah, like, people like just get confused with Filipinos <laughs> it's kind of like um like some people don't like think that we're Asian and like some 
Filipinos like call them like identify themselves as Pacific Islander, which is like not entirely wrong because the Philippines used to be the Philippine Islands of the Pacific, like that was the name of the country. And like the Philippines is like a combination of islands in the Pacific. So so I mean like also if you just like look at like some of like the cultures and traditions and like family styles of like Polynesian cultures, it's like very similar to Filipino cultures in some ways. Like I've also seen some people like have like Filipino like tribal tattoos and they like look very similar to like those of like Polynesian culture so I think there's like a lot of intersection and I feel like Filipinos like in a way like experience like so many like aspects of being a minority of like not only being like an Asian minority but also being a minority and people thinking that you're Mexican and like all these like other like like experiences that like Filipinos have are just very similar to like a lot of minority cultures which I think is like so awesome just like being Filipinos just because you do I'd say that like being Filipino you have like a better understanding of like how others are feeling and like how to empathize with people that like not like a lot of cultures like have um there's like this like this is like super tangent and I'm yeah. super sorry but um there is this one film I think if I'm like wrong I apologize but I think if I remember correctly um there's the film Yellow Rose which is like about like a Filipino American I believe and I was told by someone that the person who wrote um, that story to be produced for film was told by producers that the story of like being a Filipino immigrant was not unique they were just like why don't you just make the main character like Mexican or like Spanish and I'm just like that's not like the same thing like even though like the Philippine, some of the Filipino immigrant stories are very similar to that of like Mexicans. Like, it doesn't mean that you should belittle like that story and just like make the main character Mexican, even though like it's a very similar story and the girl has like a pretty like Spanish last name. Like, it's like these like little nuances. The fact that like she that like main character in that story is like Filipino, like makes all the difference and I think people like especially like in America just like love to shove people in like boxes (laughs) to be like identified and like honestly I'm like quite tired of like having to like check off like boxes because like I feel like like me as a person like I like fall into so many different boxes that I just can't choose one (laughs) so Like, I think that is also, like, a very interesting, like, concept. Because, like, I remember when I was growing up, my mom told me that, like, you know, like, when you take, like, the SATs or, like, any, like, national exam, you have to, like, check off, like, what your ethnicity is. And, like, my mom, like, I asked my parents, I'm like, am I, like, Asian or do I put Pacific Islander? And my mom said that she always put Asian when she was growing up. And then my dad said that he always put Pacific Islander. And I was just like... 
this is again like the conflict and like confusion around like Filipino identity and like that's not saying that like I think like Filipinos should only like choose one or the other like I think Filipinos should be able to choose like whatever like identity that they want to like identify with but like I think it's just like so interesting that like like for most Asians they don't have to think twice about like Am I Asian or am I Pacific Islander? <laughs> Whereas like Filipino, there's kind of that like, like, oh, which one is which? <laughs> I think that goes again to the the same category as when Filipinos have that inter- interracial marriage because that makes it more complicated than it is. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but I think that's why um, as we continue to hear more, hear more of the stories and the narratives of our people, um, we're able to continue that dialogue. And as for you as a journalist, um, as you continue to keep the dialogue going, it helps other people raise kind of the awareness to think that Filipinos are more than what we were 20 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, like I said earlier, like I feel like I'm just so inspired by like Filipinos and like this new generation because I feel like I see so many more like Filipino artists and like Filipino like media companies um, just like sharing like this story and this narrative and being able to like have that is so inspiring just because especially like I often think about like if I grew up in the mainland like I feel like my experience of being Filipino would be so entirely different than like if I grew up in Hawaii and like even like where I went to school in Hawaii like if I didn't go to school in Waipapu like I probably wouldn't have had like that many like Filipino friends like if I went to school in Mililani um and, like, most of my friends, like, do live in, like, Waipahu, Ewapu Beach, and, like, most of these, like, central, west side, like, Pearl City. And, like, having, like, these people in my life and these people that I still hang out with, like, really, like, opened my eyes to what it means to be Filipino and to, like, fully, like, appreciate my culture and knowing like where I came from I feel like there's just like a lot of power and like there's just like a lot of power in being able to have like this like origin story of my life uh, which I think is very like inspiring and like makes me stand out as a person and has like taught me so much that said um, if you could give a talk to millions of the next generation what would the advice you would give to them yeah absolutely I feel like to like the next generation of Filipinos an advice that I would give them is to just not be afraid to like break the mold of who they are and like what they think like or what they think and like what other people think Filipinos are like Filipinos should be able to follow their passions and do any profession that 
they believe is their passion and that they want to pursue, like genuinely pursue, not just because people are like telling them to and that is like the right thing to do. Um, I really hope to see like a lot more Filipinos in the creative field and just like having our stories like in the media broadcasted for like all of like America and the world to see. I also think it's like important like with like the video that I made that like the topic of like mental health and just like other taboo topics like are spoken about in Filipino households and that it's like normal to talk about these things and yes it can be like very uncomfortable but it's better now to like start the conversation to have it just never talked about at all um and I think like with that like having these conversations and like knowing your history and like where you came from can lead to like a very positive progression for like the future of Filipinos and like I think one of the most important things, like taking from like what I had, like was raised on is to like remember my roots and to like remember like where I came from, where my family came from. And just always keeping that in mind because you really have like all this like power and this like resilience and this determination um, that all the Filipinos that had come before you have like instilled into your being and like you are like so much more and like can be anything you want to be uh, with being like a Filipino and it is really like your role and your job to like take that power and like put it into the world and do what you believe is your duty on earth. And presenting Emily Cristobal TED Talk 2020. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. Yeah, we'll see what we um, But yeah, I also think like just thinking about like the pandemic that's like going on now, I feel like the world is like really like just like at your fingertips, especially like with the internet. Like, like I would really agree on that for the most part because I feel like, and I was. Re- recollecting and like journaling yesterday and like thinking about this entire quarantine thing that we're in I really feel like this came at a most perfect time because with everything that is because America is fast-paced like everything is going you don't even take that minute to stop and read this quarantine came because it was a reminder and a reassurance that hey you don't need to keep going out of time you need to take a break you need to remember that life life is valuable if you want to do things that you love here's an opportunity and some and sometimes people forget to read it's really valuable the moment we have now yeah absolutely yeah this is really great i had fun (laughs) yeah and just to end things off to a little lighter note um what is your favorite filipino dish and what is your favorite filipino word yeah so i would say that my favorite Filipino dish is is definitely my mom's lumpia. I say that my mom's lumpia is my favorite Filipino dish and like it has to be like my mom's <laughs> just because like I feel like every like that's like a stereotypical thing that like everybody says it's like oh yeah like my mom's is the best but like 
Yeah, like the one thing that I'm always looking forward to because like I go to like when you go to like Filipino parties, like they always have like lumpia, but like mm-hmm. I'm always like whenever I eat it, like it's good, but like it just doesn't compare to like my mom's, which I think is like the best, <laughs> which is very subjective, but um, that is definitely my favorite Filipino dish. And my favorite Filipino word, I think like one of the words that just like sticks out to me is like growing up like in Hawaii and like going to like Filipino parties and like having family around like when you give like a speech or like you cheer the word that I think about is like mabuhay so I think that's like my favorite Filipino word just because it like reminds me of like so much but also like like what it means to me and like what it means in like in context um just like a celebration like long life of like celebrating like what you have and like all of that and like all the in and ins and outs of like that word and like what it means when it's said is very like powerful like remembrant of like my childhood <laughs> It was really such like an honor to be able to like speak with you on this topic and like I would love to like feel free to like forward me like any of those like sources that you mentioned and any of those resources because I'd love to read up on them and I think there's like just being Filipino there's just like so much that like I don't know like I know like what I know but I don't know like other people's stories and like um, just like more of like the history like I would just love to like learn more about that and I like really appreciate like having conversations like this especially with like other Filipinos um just because you get to learn like through these conversations that the things that you experience and um the things that you learn are just very like fulfilling so yeah thank you so much likewise also um I guess when I saw it on subtle Filipino traits it of your video, I was so like very excited to watch it because mental health is also one of the things that I'm very keep that dialogue going because it's so important. <laughs> An idea of not being able to represent our cultural identity to others who may not know. Yeah, absolutely. I agree on that. And I'm like so excited to like keep like telling these stories and keep like sharing these narratives and it like just means so much when like people like actually like watch it um just because like I kind of just made these videos for like school or for fun and like I never like when I thought to like post it on like subtle Filipino traits like I never thought it would be approved (laughs) like I kind of just did it because I was like oh like where can I put this where like people wouldn't appreciate like watching it so I'm just very glad like seeing like how many people like took the time to watch it and like told their friends to watch it so yeah I just hope to like keep continuing on with this project during the summer and like see where it goes thank you guys for tuning in and listening to season two episode six on Emily's episode. I'm really thankful for all the listeners out there for taking the time to 
in listening, whether it be on your commute to work for those essential workers or just needing something to listen to. I'm really thankful for you guys. And thank you for most especially Emily for allowing her to be on this podcast and sharing her story because honestly, if I can't say thank you enough to subtle Filipino traits um, for linking us up together and allowing us to just build a long time connection and hopefully friendship. Yeah, so for those who are listening right now, I'm telling you that it's never too late to learn your cultural heritage and to really understand who you are, where you came from, because it's so important when we truly understand who we are as a person, when there is our cultural culture cultural heritage that means so much to us and if you are stuck and you don't know where to start I highly suggest to start learning the language first and from there ethnograph your family history ask questions about your family and from there You'll, you'll know where to go. You'll meet the right people. You'll meet those that have similar stories than you. And also, plugging it out there. If you guys are listening and you're from Hawaii and are Filipino-Americans, reach out to me on Reclaiming Filipina's Identity on Instagram and send me a message because I would love to hear your story. And I would love to feature you on the podcast as always salamat and have a great the rest of your year so i can't wait who i interact with in the next episode and for you guys to listen to also bye guys